Welcome to the Wealth and Purpose Podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to creating wealth in a way that feels really good and live their purpose fully in the process. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive business coach. I'm also a wife, a mom to two preteens, a professor, Girl Scout leader, and well, hey, you get it. Like you, I wear a lot of hats. Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this podcast. I am so stinking excited to introduce you to our guest today, Dr. Sam Klein. Sam and I found each other online, which to me is just magical to begin with because I think when you can take an interaction you've had on social media, someone you've just found by happenstance, and it becomes a real relationship, that to me is the true magic of social media. So the reason I'm excited to share with you what Sam is about the way she thinks, the way she writes, is because I really truly believe that Sam is one of those voices that has the power to change the conversations we're having, both around race and just being a good human being. She is a phenomenal speaker. She's a writer. Her blog, Race and Grace, regularly blows me away. And when I first found her online, we were already friends on Facebook the way that sometimes you can be and you don't really know the person. And every post she put up just kind of cut me or like floored me or brought hope to my heart in ways that is just, uh, as a reader, just you know someone that just has that gift of using words to change people's minds and hearts. And I reached out to her and that was the beginning of our friendship. And Sam is one of those unusual people where even though she holds such a strong opinion, she can actually allow in a lot of other perspectives. And then she integrates them and challenges them and challenges herself. And it's just everything I love about her. So with that, welcome, Sam. Thank you, Patty. Thank you so much for having me here. I appreciate you and our friendship. So I'm excited to be here. I'm thinking happy to be here too. Yay. Okay. <laughs> well, the first thing before we get into like, you know, the topics that you write about and everything you're about, I do want to just talk a little bit about the story of how we met because I do think it's it's important for people to understand that you can see someone out there and make a connection and that can become a real relationship because in a world where we've become so you know decentralized in our relationships and connections are i think affected negatively by social media you and i've had the opposite experience or are you okay if we kind of go there for a couple minutes oh yes definitely i i i think sometimes social media gets a bad reputation and i I myself included have been one of those people who lament social media and the woes of it. Yet I've had some amazing experiences meeting people um, from online, like it start online and then it just grows and becomes something much richer and impactful and powerful in my life. And our relationship, our friendship, I mean, that's one of them. I mean, when you reached out, 
it was it was just one of those divine timing situations for me because I was just getting ready to launch the blog, right? Like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't even launched yet. Like I was writing things on Facebook and there would be people who would tell me, you should write a blog, you should start a blog. And it was I've been mulling over it for a while, but it was just it was a little scary to take that next step. And I was getting ready to actually do that. And when you messaged me and you were like, do you, are you writing somewhere? <laughs> like, do you have a blog somewhere? And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm actually getting ready to do that. And it was, it was extremely encouraging for me because even with Facebook, I was getting a lot of flack and it's, it's scary sometimes putting putting our thoughts out there for me, putting my opinion out there and taking it to um, beyond Facebook. But it was just such a great time and it's such a great encouragement to know it's like, oh, wow, like it's, it's reaching. I don't know that it's really, that was, it was meaningful. And it meant something that you made time to actually say something because there's times I read things. I don't make time to message somebody. I mean, I make time to comment. And the, the fact that you reached out and, and shared about what you were experiencing, that, I mean, I just had such respect for that because you didn't have to do that. You could have just continued on not saying a word and, I mean, it was just so encouraging. And it was also encouraging just from the racial aspect because I, you know, I got a lot of, I, and I still do, I get pushback from different, you know, white people. I get pushback from people of color as well. So anytime someone stops and share that word of encouragement, I mean, that just meant something because there were people that I knew personally where I was just getting a lot of crap from. <laughs> I'm like, this person, <laughs> she doesn't really know me. And she's being so encouraging. And there's people that supposedly know me. And it's the exact opposite. Well, I, yeah, you know, I'm, I would say I'm your biggest fan, but I know you have some big fans around you. So I know you I'm have to one of them. With my husband. You have to- <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I wouldn't even try and compete with him. So, and, and I want to, for the, for you listening to know what happened was just, Sam's writing just moved me on such a regular basis. I really wanted to share it with people, but it was her, we were friends on Facebook and it was her Facebook post that I was reading and I was, and they were long form <laughs> and I just didn't feel good about taking someone because Sam does write sometimes. I mean, it's, I think to someone, it's always controversial. I think everything you say probably pisses someone off, <laughs> but some of the stuff just felt, you know, very, deep. And I just didn't feel good about taking her Facebook posts and kind of sharing them with the world. So I I really genuinely reached out just saying, please, is there somewhere you're writing? Because I searched the, the interwebs and I couldn't find Sam anywhere. And I'm like, where are you? Like, I can't, you're so amazing. Where are you? And, and at that hiding. time, like she said, she was hiding, right? So, and then I will say like, what also happened right after that was such a gift for me was I was launching an event after kind of being on a hiatus and Sam bought a ticket and flew in for it. And the fact that she would do that, that she saw something in me that was worthy of that effort, it was a point of encouragement for me at a time when I really 
I was shaky and um, for a couple of different reasons, but mostly because I had the year before fractured my spine and and I was just starting to get back out there again. And I just felt I was not 100% confident. And Sam like kind of infused that in me. And I feel like for both of us, God kind of inspired us to show up for each other in a way that helped. Patty, you're going to make me cry. Like, <laughs> and, um, and some things we've talked about personally, but for me, I, I, I feel like in a sense, like writing saved my life. And I mean, writing is, is I think it's part of my lifeline. I, I not putting myself out there like Shakespeare. I, I just write what's on my mind and from my heart. Um, and when I was moving forward with starting a blog, it really, it wasn't, it wasn't even for myself, like the most glowing things that were just happening in my personal life. Yet for me, my writing, it really reflected um, the deep principles and values that I have that I was, the things that I write about when I talk about gratitude, when I, the things that I share, it's the things that I live. I just write what I know and what I live. And I, you know, it's not just some theories that I got from, you know, getting a PhD. It's like, this is my life. This is me living these things out. So when I, the things I talk about, you know, that was just so, it's just, it's just real. That's what I can do. And when you reached out, like, I mean, already like me launching this, you know, getting ready to launch this blog, but it was really, I could, the right words, like it's shaky for me. And I mean, it was just, it meant so much that you did that. And I, and you were just such this sincere person. Like, you know how you can get a bad vibe from people? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like I was telling a friend. It's like, you know, sometimes you can see trouble a mile away. Like you just get a bad vibe. But it's the same thing when it's the opposite. And I got the sense of that from you. I mean, in what you did. I mean, you have no idea, even to this day, how that was just beginning something life changing for me. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't really know all about this woman, but this person showed up for me at such a time where, I mean, I'm putting one foot in front of the other. I'm like, I'm going to get there. I'm going to show up. I mean, for, I mean I'm going to be there for what she has going on. And so I did. I'm like, it was a local event, but I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to be there. And you, and you came the night before and you helped me set <laughs> up. Right. Too. Like we were, I, I was launching a new program and I had, I was giving gifts to people who signed up on the spot and she was literally <laughs> gift wrapping with me. But okay. okay. This is important to you and I, but I'm not sure. It doesn't highlight all your awesomeness, Sam. So I need to move on. It's the power of social media. It's the power of, I mean, there's so many, and I deal with so many people that can be very antagonistic online, um, same race, across race. And I think it's important to show that, you know, people like we can really, we can also take the same media and craft relationships, in-depth relationships. 
I met my husband online. I mean, so <laughs> through, e, through eHarmony. It. So I think there's something about these online <laughs> platforms and how you can really create something truly magical from it. Uh, it's so good. So why why do you write about race, Sam? Because God knows, I mean, it, it's it's not, it can't be easy. It's not easy. It really isn't. I mean, and there, and honestly, there have been times where, like, I really wanted to just kind of run away from that because it's like, this isn't the easiest thing to do. This isn't necessarily something like, oh, this is so much fun. I mean, because the topic can be so weighty. Uh, yet it's something that is like at right now, up until this point, because I don't know what will happen in the future, but up until this point in my life, it's, it's like I it's one of the things I can't not talk about um it's just something that's been so critical to my life but also to the way this world works that as long as as long as we have these issues of racism as long as we struggle with making sense of this thing that we inherited right now called race it's like it needs to be addressed. It's like this thing that's still there. And as long as it's still there, it's hard for me to ignore that because it's, the, it's one of those things. When I look at, in, in, for example, the United States, it's like that's, it's like when you think of the concept of original sin, it's like one of those main things that holds us back in terms of this country, in terms of us individually. It's that one thing that sometimes we want to ignore and get away or, or ignore or sweep under the rug, but it's the thing that we need to really deal with. It's, and, it's, and so it's just, I don't know how to put it, but it's just seemed like it's just one of those things where when I look at all these overarching issues, it's that one thing, according, and then there's other things, but it's one of those really, foundational things in this issue in this country that we have really yet to truly uproot heal and deal with we've done a lot of band-aid a lot of other different ways of going about it but we really truly haven't resolved it and it's difficult to ignore that and it's difficult to just try to for me to act like it's not something that's pertinent when i see all the issues that continue to happen in this world and the ways we want to ignore that, I, I, I just, it's hard to ignore that as well. And I think there's been some, I think there's been things from my life journey. I think had I not had a range of experiences around race, maybe I would be a person that would lack empathy around it. I could, I could easily probably be a person who would, think, well, we don't need to address it. But I'm thankful for a range of experiences I've had that continue to remind me and things that I see that other people experience that continue to remind me that we need to continue to address this and do that with some serious intention. I love that the way that you just said that, because it's, I think it's goes to the core of what it is, is that this is not, you know, this podcast, Wealth and Purpose, I, I don't, 
which my whole point is to like raise voices up about a bigger definition of wealth being more than just money. Really, do we even have the ability to enjoy a full concept of wealth when when there is so much pain rooted in this issue? And if we can't fix it overnight for sure, but if we keep trying to stay comfortable or safe around it, we'll never get the answers we we need. And I think that's what your your writing does is it it makes the issues clear and they might feel uncomfortable, but you write in a way where this is how it felt to me, where you leave space for a lot of different worldviews, even though you're coming from yours. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think is so awesome about how you, how you approach it. But you said something too, and I don't know why it triggered me on this, that race is such a, especially in this country, in the US, such an issue. But I think religion is probably up there oh, with yes. them. And I know you recent and I know you rate you write from this very deep connection to God, but you recently said you were leaving the Bible for a while. At least I think it's for a while. Yes. So tell me about that. Yes. Like each week I typically write about you know, whatever that's on my mind, that's in my heart, uh, about a range of things, especially chiefly race. And also during the week, I've, I've had this series where it's like I quit the Bible and I'm quitting the Bible for a year. And right now, I think at the time of this recording, I mean, we're at day 200 and whatever. What prompted that? There was, it was such a lead up to that, Patty. And it was something that was on my heart for a while, but I was again dealing with my own fears around be more vocal and actually taking that step. I just saw some things with the Christian religion and that's and my faith. You can identify that. I would say Christianity. There were some things that I was like continuing to see that was, I just had such grief around it. I had such grief around the ways the church was continuing to just manipulate, use fear and control. I was just, I mean, I was growing more and more grief. Things that I used to, that I used to ignore, things that I used to be comfortable with, I was no longer comfortable for quite some time. And I thought, I saw the way people were using, kept using the Bible to try to police people, to try to control people. And it was just like, we were so focused on, and I say we, because I'm part of faith, so I'm partly, <laughs> partly involved with this. We were so focused on the letter of the word, just like you see people who are so focused on the letter of the law that we miss the spirit of it. And I felt like people were so focused on the Bible that they were totally missing the spirit of God in everything. Like we were totally mm. missing love. We're missing a whole lot of things because we were focused zeroing in on a particular, our own little scripture. And I thought people just need to just quit the Bible for a while so they can actually follow God. And then I thought, well, instead of me just writing and telling people they need to do it, well, why don't I do it myself? <laughs> So before I can tell someone else they need to quit the Bible, why don't I just do that and just live my life the best I know in my relationship and my walk with God following 
what I perceive as the path of Christ uh, in this world. And so that's how that came about. And of course, I, and I, I mean, I sat with that. I really had to, well, I didn't have to. Before I decided to start writing about my year of quitting the Bible, I mean, I faced my own sense of judgment, my own sense of self-judgment, all the things that I knew people would say because I used to think the same things. I just sat with that for a while because I'm like, I know the things that I'm going to hear. So I sat with the things that I knew they were here, the things that, you know, Sam years ago would say to this Sam. I sat with that for a while because I knew I would need that courage and that strength for when I get those comments. And I got those comments and then some, you know, about the devil. <laughs> the devil's getting me and going to get me and all these things. I'm thinking, I, you know, this is decades into my walk with God. I wasn't raised in the church, but this is decades in. And I'm like, I know people won't know my journey. This is online. I mean, of course, they're not going to know what I've done in terms of church, ministry, all those things in my walk. And I wasn't, and my journey isn't about, I'm not trying to convince people about how much of a Christian I am. And I made that clear from the beginning. I'm not invested in, oh no, but look at what I've done. I really am a Christian. I'm not doing that. I wasn't invested in those conversations. But I do know that like when, and especially as some posts have continued to unfold, I, I've, I've walked with God through uh, some some very troubling things and I've had the Bible there's no recipe there's no formula there's no genie in the bottle that if I read XYZ scripture then then all these things just you know unfold like the Bible isn't just this thing this button that I press and suddenly the devil disappears all these things that we come up with I mean and I just know it's like the notion that bad things will happen to me if I quit the Bible. And I'm thinking these people haven't walked through some of the storms and fires of life I walked through when I read the Bible. <laughs> it's about yeah. my walk with God. It's about me following God. <laughs> and there's times, I mean, I felt I've been so close to God and some of the things that were, I mean, some really, I mean, uh, really tough places. And there's no scripture. I mean, there's no, it's like we, these experiences, our lives, our engagement with people, sometimes we miss that those are the scriptures. And that's been part of this journey. Like this, there's lessons every day, Patty, if we actually are open to them. Every day we are living, we can receive this living word from God. And I know for some people I, <laughs> that's blasphemous. I, I'm going I'm to cut do. you off, Sam, and I'm going to tell you guys. Like ahead of this interview, I'm like, Sam, I love you so much. And I could literally talk to you for like two hours. We do it. Like when we get on the phone, we're on forever. But I was like, girl, like people drop off at 30 minutes. So I need to get to the heart of the key and questions. I will go, I will go sermon on the mount with one question. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay. Well, we have to get to my questions too, because I have to, I ask everyone three questions. And if we don't get to those, then I don't, then it won't be, I don't know. I'll have broken some rule I made up for myself. All right. So, but this does flow in. What do you think your purpose is? I think my purpose is to, 
my purpose is to like to shine a light and to and darken this world. And I use both uh, because sometimes these play on words that we have that reiterate racial, the racial dichotomy that we, we've learned with imagery, like white is better, black is wrong. And so I find that that's part of my work. My purpose is to, is to shine this light because sometimes when you're, when you're in darkness, you can't see, right? So there is some reality with these words, but sometimes when we've also, um, when we've been so caught up in a lot of our social programming, um, sometimes we need our thinking more and darkened as well to really see another way uh, that we've been socialized. So it's the, I'm here to radiate and um, to radiate that in this world. And that calls us higher. That calls us to be more, to, to call us to really rise up to be who we really are. I I think part of what I'm doing, and it's also part of my own individual journey, is that a lot of us, we, we've forgotten or we don't know. And, and I, I think there's podcasts like this where we talk about wealth and purpose. Purpose is becoming, is so, like you hear more about it now that you didn't hear so many years ago. And I think it's because there are people who are recognizing that. Like there's something more to me beyond all these things that I hear from my social programming and people are wanting to get back to that or uncover that or reveal that. And I'm, I'm here to, to, I'm here to add my part to that, add my part to the pot. <laughs> and you do it. You do it so well, Sam, you really, you live your purpose girl. Oh, so what, so the second question is, and what's your definition of wealth? And that's in the context of, you know, so many people I know who strove for money and then collapsed in its pursuit or never had it and feel like they were left out that this, it's more about what's, what's true wealth. Cause it can't just be about yes. money. I, yes, I agree. I see wealth as like multifaceted and, and when I think of wealth, I think of like abundance and there's different ways in which we we have that. And I think having like a, I think part of even with this notion of abundance that, you know, wealth is also how, how well we've, we, we've expanded our view in the way we think and see the world. Because something that you mentioned there, Patty, is that you have sometimes people zero in on one aspect of wealth, which is, your money, that's the big thing. That's, that's the go-to in our social world that's much more dominant when people think you're wealthy. Uh, but when we expand our lens and we have like an abundance in how we see the world, we don't just buy into that. So when I look at the notion of abundance, it's, 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 of course, it's beyond just money, but it starts with the way in which we internally think, see, feel about the world around us. And the more we expand that, the more that we can see, oh my goodness, there's so much more with wealth than money. Like that's one aspect of it. But it's also in terms of our soul, you know, our emotions, our will, our how how expansive that is. 
the work I do around race, I I see that so much part of that is in terms of our 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 soul, how our emotions, our will, our spirit. And if we're going to have an expansive definition of wealth that includes, oh, what about these other aspects of our life, our well-being, our health, all these things, then race is also part of that. It's like if we're really growing as social beings, if we're growing as these emotional beings, then that's also included because that is a very social and emotional aspect of it. So the more that we can expand our lens so that it can be much more richer, the more that we can see so many aspects of these other dimensions of wealth outside of money that we can begin to dig deeper in some of these other areas that we're often ignore. So, I mean, how often do we hear mm-hmm. race as part of the personal development work? That's one of my critiques about self-development. We don't hear sometimes about race about that. We don't look at that as part of being an abundant being in terms of how well have I really interrogated my own beliefs and my own thinking. That's also part of being a wealthy person because you continue to expand even in those areas that sometimes are ignored or even uncomfortable. And for some people, it may not be race. It may be gender. It could be class. But whatever it is that there's no, the more we expand our lens, the more that we deepen and we expand these areas, the more it shows up in these different areas beyond um, financial. Oh, amen. Amen. Oh my goodness. That is such an awesome answer, Sam. That I think that's my favorite answer to that question ever. Um, so when, you know, I would imagine that our listeners are, you know, someone's listening, they're thinking, okay, well, how do I do that? And the, the last question I ask is, you know, for people who are pursuing wealth with purpose, you know, what advice do you have for them? But I'm going to say, answer however you want to answer, but I would I would think that, you know, someone listening is really wanting to know that answer around expanding their own view on how they see the world through race. So what advice do you have? Oh, that's such a wonderful question. The first thing, I mean, the first thing is to start with yourself and your own story. And I say this because the work I've done for years, like a lot of times people want Sometimes, like, give me these tools, just give me these toolkits or give me these answers. And it's a journey. I mean, I, when you, you look at my story, I mean, it's continuing to grow. I mean, it, and you start with yourself. I think the first thing that a person can do is to look at your own story around race. And that's going to look different for different people. So for a lot of different white people in the United States, and I know it's not everybody, so I say a lot, it's just because of the way in which this country has been structured in so many areas that you have, you know, have a lot of different white people who've grown up in racially isolated settings. And, and so with that, there's some people, they've, they've experienced life as raceless. Like they didn't really see themselves as white. That's why you don't necessarily see white people saying, I'm a strong white woman because they just say I'm a woman or we're having (laughs) women's empowerment. So that just shows the socialization of being raceless. Whereas, so for all of us, part of it is like, when did you first realize that you had a race or what were your first 
where were your first experiences when you know race existed? Like beginning to go back because in a lot of different white households, there's not these conversations about that. And the same thing applies for um, people of color. Like when did you, what are your first stories around race? Like there's a lot of people of color, like they grew up, they're talking about it. We talk about these things. We're navigating, you know, a world where there is, um, where we have, you know, institutional racism. So those conversations were often more present in some people of color's households, especially black people's households, where that wasn't necessarily the case. So even all people, people can benefit from going back to look at what did you learn? What were the messages that you received? What, how was it present and you didn't even realize it? Where can you go back and look at what were the things that were taught that were not direct? So you can begin to go back and look at your life and begin to see some of the things that were so invisible that were visible. I mean, nobody, most people, mm. unlike, I mean, I've met I have stories. I mean, there are people, parents set them down and really taught them racism. <laughs> like, this is how you're going to engage in the world. But there's a lot of people where that wasn't the case, but they learned over time that this is what's acceptable and this is what's not. Or they've had experience they didn't really think about, but it did shape the way they viewed race. Sometimes it's looking at what did I get from all this invisibility? What did that really teach me? How did this teach me that white was normal? Or how did this teach me about being a black woman? I know those are things that I interrogate for myself. What are the things that I've learned about how about being a black woman in this world? What were the things that were from my early experiences and throughout life? And when you look at those things, this is what I encourage people to do. And this is why it's so hard, because you may there's chances are you're going to find some things that are really wonky. And really uncomfortable, and you'll feel bad about those things because that's the part of this race project. It, I mean, it wasn't started out of the best intentions. And so I encourage people to hold those things without judgment. And I think people get stuck and they go back and they ignore because it's so hard and they have such judgment and shame around it. This is a human thing. This is something we all inherited. So to look at those things as a human as human phenomenon and withhold judgment so that you can be able to then evaluate for yourself. This is how you can move past having guilt and shame and staying stuck there. What are the things that are useful and what are the things that are not useful? Because there's not everything that, that came out of, for example, black community, everything's not useful. Everything's not, you know, helpful. And there are some things that are useful. Those are the things you keep. Same thing applies for if you're a white person, because I know we have conversations about white guilt, and that's very real. What are the things that were useful? Not everything about being socialized as a white person is bad. So there are things that you find that are useful, but there are some things that aren't useful, and those are the things you let go. And so those are, that's the beginning. That's the beginning. Um, <laughs> that's a long beginning, but that, I mean, but that work is so important, and it helps you to move from being stuck or being angry and I mean, all those things, because we go through that. And that's a part of it. You do feel that just know it's human and it's okay. It's okay to have those emotions and those reactions because you're digging into some really uncomfortable things. But this goes back to the definition of wealth. You begin to expand. 
Okay, Sam, and I can't believe I have to cut you off on this answer, but I do because I know I want to make sure the people who are listening get the blog (laughs) and they know where to find you. And I know they're on the elliptical now and they're doing the last couple of minutes so they can catch the end of this, but I don't want to miss out on them knowing where to find you. So you can find Sam at her blog at uh, raceandgrace.com. Just go to the blog. We'll put that link in the show notes. I I have I don't think I've ever on my podcast say go read this person, go follow this person. I am telling you, go read Sam's blog because what she just offered is that's going to be a gateway to it because something she says I promise you is going to create an emotion in you. It might be positive, it might be negative, but you're going to feel something and it's going to give you a starting point. So Sam, thank you so so much for being on the podcast. I like I said, I'm one of your biggest fans and I adore you. And thank, I thank you, you so, so much, much, Patty. And um, I'm one of your biggest fans too. So thank you. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth and Purpose podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found us. It fills my heart when I read a review and helps us reach many more people. So thank you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.